0: Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of Blue Box Banter, a Doctor Who recap podcast done by two ex-Doctor Who addicts now revisiting their nostalgic obsession. In this episode, your hosts, Sid and B will be looking at the very first episode of the reboot of Doctor Who, Season 1, Episode 1, Rose. They hype up everyone's favorite working-class girl boss companion, ask the question, does the Ninth Doctor have autistic riz, and make fun of 2005 CGI plastic monsters. Please sit back and enjoy our unhinged and easily distracted recap of this episode of Doctor Who. 2005. Okay.
1: 2005. The year before, the, the first episode of Doctor Who to come out since... 1989. That is an entire decade without Doctor Who. The, March 26th. The, March 20. I, I don't even. I mean, we were I six. Was six. We were both six. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, we were both six years old. Never watched the show. I didn't even know it existed for another ten years after that. I well, like eight years. I was gonna
2: say. I think I got introduced to it when I was like eleven or twelve. Mm. Um, by my friend who lived up the road, whose dad
1: was from Liverpool. See, so that was the big. Thing. You got the. You got the like. Genuine introduction. I got the tumblr introduction. Oh god. I I, didn't even know tumblr existed yet. See, okay What happened? This is like our introduction of how we learned about Doctor Who, I think. Basically, I had a Facebook account at 12 I wasn't allowed Facebook. See, I was allowed at age 12. (laughs) I had a Facebook account and I followed Meme accounts and they would post screenshots of tumblr and I'd be like, what is this weird Format? Because it was so different from Facebook Mm -hmm. and like all these shows like Doctor Who, Supernatural that were really popular I was like what is this finally i made a tumblr account hated it Deleted. it like did not go back on for another year made another tumblr account and then that was when the um i think they were ramping up for the 50th special or oh, at least yeah. it was a year before that and i was like oh this show is cool it's on netflix i'm gonna watch it i think actually no it wasn't on netflix then. i didn't have a netflix account in 2013 i don't think what happened is I downloaded the first season of The Eleventh Doctor onto my iPod Touch. And I watched The Eleventh Hour, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever watched (laughs) in my life! How have I never watched this before? And then I watched the entire season on my iPod Touch, and then I think I went back to Tumblr and, like, got into the fandom a bit. And then, I I don't remember, it must have been on Netflix by, like, 2014, that's when I started watching it, and I went back and rewatched it from the beginning. And... There's a specific moment where I watched, I think I experienced heartbreak for the first time. <laughs> uh, I had made, like, a blanket fort on my floor, and I watched um, The End of Time. Oh, God. Uh, and I... <laughs> I This is the only memory I have of, like, watching Doctor Who other than the love Doctor is I was sitting in my pillow fort that I made at the age... 15, and I watched the doctor say goodbye to Bruce Tyler, and I was sobbing so hard. My sister came in and was like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, i no, I, like, I remember this so clearly, because I could not see the screen. I was crying so hard. I think, Yeah. And then that's when I started, like, actually getting... Like, I was like, I understand now. Do
2: you know what's insane? I wasn't on Tumblr until, like, maybe after my Who obsession. Oh my god. I experienced it alone. (laughs) Like... That is a pure Doctor Who experience. It, that's the funny thing is, is I was involved in like most of those fandoms, but I didn't go on Tumblr. You tainted. I wasn't like it took me until like I was sixteen to make my first Tumblr God. account because I think at the time, um, Tumblr kind of had a bad reputation, and um, we, yeah, I, I was a pick me, so like yes. I I wasn't one of those feminists. <laughs> Um, so like I was off Tumblr because I wasn't a Tumblr girl. I wasn't into that stuff. I went on Wattpad, but I didn't go on Tumblr.
1: Wattpad, that was yeah. I unfortunately I went through the whole super Hulock phase on Tumblr from age fourteen to Now. No. No. I stopped watching Supernatural and Sherlock. I left that in in twenty the twenty tens. But yeah, I was part of that. If you if you look on my Tumblr archives and go through like 2013 to 2015 it's all doctor who and sherlock's supernatural uh but obviously only one of those shows ended up coming back in it yeah the doctor who really is the only show that stayed
2: relevant yeah it's a perfect like reintroduction because i think at that point the show had been off the air for like
1: it was off the air for 15 years, yeah, uh, and then a movie came out in 1996 or something. I think so. Uh, and it flopped so hard that they couldn't even consider a t- TV show for another 10 years. Until 2005, the fateful fateful year of yes. every TV show that ever existed <laughs> coming out in the same year.
2: Yeah, the 8th Doctor... Um started in 96 mm-hmm. i think he began and ended in 96. no he had
1: one single movie yeah. he did not have a tv show he had a single movie and it was specifically did we talk about this it the was specifically for it was produced by an american company filmed right. in, it
2: was filmed in canada Uh, From the Wikipedia, it says, the character was introduced in the 96 TV film Doctor Who, a backdoor pilot produced in an unsuccessful attempt to relaunch (laughs) the series following its 89 cancellation.
0: So it had technically been
2: off the air for like 15 years. That's crazy.
1: And it was so funny because uh, they, they tried to make it for an American audience, which is bananas. Yes. But it... Even though it was specifically made for an American audience, it only got like six million views or something. Which is not good. For but the then time. they, when they released it in the UK, it got like twice as many. It's almost like that show was made for
2: British people, a British audience. Yeah, that's it's so like that explains why when they did the special, they went back and replaced him with John Hurt. Yeah, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, so it does make sense that they would, like, relaunch the Doctor through the, like, eyes of a companion as opposed to,
1: like, immediately jumping right to following him. Because it was, like, it was a completely new generation. Mm -hmm. There were children that were born in 89 that did not (laughs) grow up with Doctor Who. No,
2: unless they were, like, forced to watch, like, VHSs.
1: It was, like, it was a whole new world. I mean, it was also the new millennium. Oh god with so, all of the flip phones. And yeah, new technology, there's a whole new like I unfortunate confessions to people that uh, are, like, huge Doctor Who fans. I've never seen any of the old episodes. I never will.
2: <laughs> I've watched a couple classic Who, but I'm talking, like, First Doctor. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I've watched well, it. Anything. A lot
1: of those episodes are just gone now, so well, you like not watch them. That's the
2: bummer thing, right? For a little while, that was the funny thing, is um, I got introduced to Doctor Who by my friend whose dad was from Liverpool, so he grew up watching Doctor Who, like, classic Who. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... <laughs> she made me watch Love and Monsters as the first episode that she introduced me to Doctor Who. Obviously didn't like it. No. And then eventually I was like, oh, Doctor Who's on Netflix, Canadian Netflix. Mm -hmm. But all they had was classic Who and it was only like, five random seasons like it wasn't cohesive and it wasn't i'm trying to remember which doctor it was now too because that's
1: why i didn't watch it either because it was like the most random episodes and i like watching like from start to finish yes and i was like i don't really i'm not gonna get a good taste of who these characters are
2: i think one what happened was is did you ever watch the sarah jane adventures no Oh my God! We have to watch the Sarah Jane Adventures, the like children's spinoff of Doctor Who. Yeah. Like that was the intention. Like I think at the time you had the Sarah Jane Adventures, Doctor Who, and Torchwood all yeah. airing at the same time. So it was like every like age gap. Like you have like the kids, the, super the Who family, up Doctor Who, <laughs> S- 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 Doctor Sarah Wood. <laughs> I tend not like that. Torch Who Jane. <laughs> nothing oh, is good so um so you had like the kids version with the sarah jane adventures then you had like the family-ish version doctor of doctor who, who yeah. and then like Tar- torchwood was the after dark the, uh, doctor who after dark <laughs> um was awful. so i think my friend had me watch a couple episodes of sarah jane and so i wanted to watch her original season and so i tried to watch it on netflix and then it was like nope this isn't any of the seasons you're looking for so i think i watched like That, the really infamous episode where the first time a Dalek ascends a stair.
1: Oh my god. I
2: love being in a fandom where going up the stairs was, like, mind-blowing. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Well, I I think, yeah, that's funny uh, to think about, like, because there's the one episode later in the season where Sarah Jane comes back. Yes. And I could tell that there was something, like, there had been a spinoff that I didn't know Mm -hmm. the first time I watched the show. But yeah, it was an interesting inter- reintroduction to an entire new world of Doctor Who. Yeah. that would
2: never end. <laughs> yes, it, oh, I love that show. We have to watch it. We're gonna find it and watch yeah, it because yeah. it was it was ridiculous. Their like first major enemy uh, after the pilot, I think, was the Slovene, <laughs> which is just like unhinged. And like my friends and I, like really like had an ego about being able to say like the Slovene homeworld. Uh, Raxacorca Felbatorius. Oh my god! Oh yeah! We were those fans, baby! <laughs> I don't think I could say it, no, I'm
1: not gonna try. I'm a fake fan.
2: I, so, I think I said the first episode that I watched was Love and Monsters, Oof. and it scarred me, because I was not a horror person it at the time. It was
1: literally, like, body
2: horror. It literally was. Like, I was haunted by the, like, faces in faces. his, like, gross, flabby body. Oh my god. And I was, like you enjoy this? Like, what What did you just make me watch? And I like went home and was like traumatized for like a week. And um, at the time my friend was watching all of Who with her dad and her older sister. And um, eventually, they got up to I don't even know which season it would have been. One of the seasons, uh, eleven seasons, Mm -hmm. um, with the Doctor's wife. And then they had, and they were like, "Okay, we're watching Doctor Who tonight. We have to like rehabilitate you from that terrible (laughs) episode that you watched. Come over the
1: worst episode you could ever watch first.
2: Literally, like they didn't. She didn't know. It's not her fault.
1: But I was just like." Why are you guys obsessed with this show? And the doctor's not even in it. No, he's in it for like two seconds because yeah. of cat. Like, there was an issue with. It's scheduling. Scheduling it, and, It's and budget. It's
2: because they have to, there's a certain amount of time that they're supposed to have off, basically, mm-hmm. because that's how they save money. <laughs> because, like, if there's, like, 15 episodes in a season, they really only have the budget to pay David Tennant for 14 of those season episodes. So they have to do one without him or one where they only have to pay him for, like, a day of shooting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's the reason why, I mean, that's how we got the Angels. Like, that's 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 kind of how that works.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because that was another one. But they did a good job with that one.
2: The one. One time that Moffat <laughs> actually like gets his act together. Well, that and the, the mean, empty child because
1: there the episodes the horror episodes, uh, like horror as a genre is such a good genre to use like with low budget because yes. you can do a so lot much with, with it. Nothing, um, literally, Love and Monsters did, was not it. Not, that was not it, not at all.
2: Um, and then um, I think I told you uh, I was writing fan fiction before i even knew what fan fiction was i was writing doctor who self insert fan fiction before i even knew what the concept of fan fiction was like i i have like i'm sure it's still on my computer somewhere i'd have to look it'd be so funny if i had if i find it i am reading it on 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 this
1: you know what uh confession i wrote all of my self-insert fan fiction into a diary so I have the physical copy. I still have it. Oh! It is a book that I got for Christmas in 2013. It has Sherlock, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, and Supernatural. <laughs> uh, Not the Super Hulock tome. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally, there's like at least 10 pages of like me starting a story of me meeting whatever the <laughs> character is. And it's, I, cause I only wrote down my fanfiction by hand, like some <laughs> kind of nerd. <laughs> no! uh, but yeah, that was... Until I learned about Wattpad. It was me, my friend who introduced
2: me to Doctor Who, her older sister, and her best friend. And we all had, like, all of our names in the story, because it was self-insert, were just, like, other names that had the same starting letter. I don't remember what our names were, but so it's, Mm. like, if one of them was named, like... Uh, Kate, it would be it would have been like a uh, uh, Katrina like that like it would have been like something like that. Where that way, it's s-
1: not like super exactly. It's, it's like there's there's a limit.
2: It, it's we can have the same starting letter, but it can't be our names.
1: That's not how so, this works. I might have wrote a self insert fiction, self insert fan about a different. Fandom, where I did use my name. That's amazing. And I did publish it on Wattpad, and it did get, like, 17,000, li- <laughs> like, views. <laughs> Is it still there? No, I <laughs> I raised my Wattpad oh. account. It might be in,
2: like, archived, but... You uh, coward. I still have my One Direction fanfiction. My friends forced me to write on Wattpad, and I find it now and then, and I'm like, oh. I think... I showed my friend, the Ninth Doctor, and we literally did the watch a full season in a sleepover oh thing. Oh my god. So we watched like the first two thirds of the season like the night before and then woke up and like until like two o'clock in the afternoon finished the season and she's literally sitting, I have the vivid memory of her sitting on my living room floor just <laughs> sobbing <laughs> profusely at the end of season one oh my and god. I was like, bestie if you're this beat up, I don't know how you're gonna handle the next few and she was oh like, oh no. <gasps> like, watching Nine regenerate, she was just losing it. It was so
1: funny. (laughs) Doctor Who really is your first heartbreak.
2: It really is. Like,
1: because you get really attached to this character, and it's the same character, but it's, like, it's not the same. It's not the
2: same, because they're- they got different energy.
1: My friend that- because I think I started watching Doctor Who separately, and then my friend, uh, like, was also a fan, um, and I think because her- her dad is, like, British or whatever, Mm. so, like, there was a, uh- background there. And I remember specifically, we went to his house for Comic-Con in, like, 2014, and we watched, um, the Silence in the Library episode. Oh! While there was a storm coming in. Oh, no! the power went out. Oh, no! In the middle of the episode, and I almost peed my pants. (laughs) (laughs) But that was, yeah, that was, like, I think we we watched, she made, she even, like, painted me a thing of the 50th anniversary of uh the, there's a picture from Tumblr of the 10th Doctor and the 11th, or, yeah, 11th Doctor wearing flower crowns, because oh, no and, like, tutus, like, someone had uh photoshopped this, and she painted it for me, and it sat on my room, like, on my wall for years, until it finally, like, fell apart, <laughs> but I was like, that is the, the era that I, me and her were part of, oh, the, like, Tumblr era, the flower crowns, the... Cute edits and stuff like that. It's
2: so weird to, like, hear someone who's actually in the fandom, like,
1: experiencing fandom, because it
2: was literally just me and my friend, like, doing weird shit. She, like, went as the TARDIS for Halloween one year. Her or her older sister, I don't remember which one. But my favorite thing was, and, like, I wish I had gotten a hold of it somehow, is somehow it got, like, I don't know if it was an official thing that they released, or it got leaked or something, but online you could find the, like, actual blueprints to make a Dalek costume. Mm. And so they were, like, determined that they were going to make this thing. And they never did it. But I was like, because, like, the thing that cracked us up was the fact that in, like, the list of things to make, like, this Dalek was a whisk and a plunger. Like, that was actually (laughs) the thing. And we were, like, dying laughing. We were like, this is incredible. (laughs) Uh,
1: It was really funny because I think Doctor Who is the only, um, one of the only shows that I haven't cosplayed yet. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen eventually. Well, we have to. Yeah. (sighs)
2: We've not even talked about the first episode. Of no, <laughs> we haven't.
1: I think now we should talk about it. Yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that was kind of what I was picturing. Is we talk about our background in in Doctor Who? What are yeah. what our qualifications? What are our qualifications? Are. <laughs> Ten years of obsession with this bitch, man. Me being a very online person, you being a completely offline completely person, which is ironic because you. You wrote your fanfictions on a computer i yeah. wrote mine in a journal <laughs>
2: yeah no mine was in a word perfect document mm. like you're like god intended Dude, i
1: will bring in my journal next time it uh it has some some angsty teenage stuff but it is literally like a leather bound like uh, and there's a string that goes oh around my god, it. yes uh and have i wrote down every single year that i've used it and it's funny because in the same journal that i wrote me meeting the doctor uh <laughs> is me talking about covid and <laughs> that is on <laughs> him. So it's literally a because I don't use I don't use it that often. Only when I need to like rant about something. So I literally have this like tome from tw- like ten years of just things oh that God. have happened in my life. When you're famous, you got to publish that. I don't think, think I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can. There's there's some embarrassing stuff in there. Oh, that's so funny. All right, all let's, right. Let's get into
2: this first episode. Russell T Davies, executive producer. The, one of one of the more cursed sentences you can read
0: Oof. He is, <laughs> he's
1: an interesting guy
2: i i will say most of like the earlier episodes like i prefer his writing style over Moffitt, definitely. Yeah, definitely um because like at least he knows how to end a story
1: <laughs> i mean he knows how to start a story as well like rose was such a great episode but also when i was rewatching season three there's so many like like, you would see, like, the Atmos, Atmos, like, sticker in the background. Like, the bad wolf uh, throughout the entire series. Like, it's a little, like, not the best writing, like, breadcrumb writing. But it is, at least it's something. At
2: least it, like, the season has a through line that doesn't then go into the next season's through line that then goes into the next season's through line. Like, how many seasons did we get of, like, the silence? Oh my
1: god. Like,
2: genuinely. And then, like... The, what did
1: it even amount to? I couldn't tell you.
2: Like, the whole, like, silence will fall from when the, when the question is asked. And the question is Doctor Who. It's it, like, uh, get out of here. Get your head out of your ass, sir. <laughs> I hated that. Like, when they were like, oh, the question is Doctor Who, and you're like, no.
1: Go, go to jail. <laughs> Straight to jail. Do not get out. Do not collect $2,000. But also, because it, it puts so much focus on the doctor as a character. and Yes. Was, what Russell T. Davis was, did yes. was focus on the companion. Yes. I mean, with Rose. Martha Martha, Martha got... The, we'll get to Martha. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> but Rose, I, the first episode is literally her name. So it starts and it's one of the most things. The Year of our Lord, two thousand five. It's aggressively two thousand and five. You, you got hoodies, you got loose jeans, you got layering. Bleach blonde hair. The, the, just <laughs> the mascara. The, on oh Rose. my god, Rose. First of all, Rose Tyler. Gorgeous. And, I feel like people started to get a little bit annoyed about her character later on because she just kept getting brought back and like yeah. people would be obsessed with her. She's a great character. She's amazing. Like, if you actually go back, because I even I was getting up, I was like, Rose Harlow, let's get over it. Oh my I God, we back, brought her
2: back like four times. I know, yeah.
1: like, and I, and I went back and watched the first season. I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I loved her. Like, this is why people loved her so much. Yeah. Because she's a great character.
2: Did you know that Billy Piper, like, the actress who plays Rose, had a singing career? Yeah, she
1: was a pop star. Yeah. Like, a teenage pop star before like, Doctor it, Who. It, meant, it, it would
2: basically be, like, putting Britney Spears <laughs> into, like... They did put Britney Spears into the oh, I second mean, episode. Yes. I mean, like, but could you imagine, like, actual Britney Spears being in, like, a television yeah. show? Like, right around when she was getting super popular. I was obsessed with this one Billy Piper song will To like listen to. I've never listened to any of her music. She slapped. It was it was early two thousands. Good times. I can't remember the song. I'll have to look it up again. I just know that the YouTube video of the music video was like one of those like four eighty p like no quality videos, and I was like, ah yes, the love
1: of my life. i was just obsessed with her. I think it was funny because when I watched the the eleventh Doctor, I I liked Amy, but I wasn't super attached. And then when I went back and watched the first season, I was like rose tyler i think my because bestie.
2: rose is so much more relatable yeah she works she... a shitty like <laughs> retail job like that's
1: how we're introduced to her is working her working at like a mall she works at a at a um what's the word a clothing store like a clothing store but it's a department store she it's like at the hudson bay or yes.
2: sears or something yeah. like that she works
1: at an awful department store where she's like this 19 year old that probably just just graduated high school whatever like she literally, in this episode, she mentioned she doesn't have a future, she doesn't have a life, she has a boyfriend, but she has a boyfriend. All they do is get
2: pizza together.
1: Yeah, she has a boyfriend in the sense that she has no one else to yeah. hang out with. uh Poor Mickey, but also... Mickey. You know.
2: I always forget that Rose is supposed to be 90.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, they, I, they put a lot of mascara
2: on her. Yeah. <laughs> They, and that mascara adds three years on a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she looks good. She looks really good. She doesn't
1: look like, uh, like she's supposed to be 19. No, I think she was
2: like 21, though. Yeah, like, she was well, not that, that much older. It was not one of those cases where they cast a 25-year-old to pay, play a 16-year-old. I think it
1: is funny, though, because in the first season, they obviously don't super ramp up her, like, romantic... No. five with an... Until the end. And, like, but even the kiss at the end. Like, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But it's not romantic. It feels
2: borderline platonic.
1: Yeah. And so they they waited for her to get to like twenty one before. <laughs> yeah, I I think it was one, they she wasn't an immediate, like, romantic interest for the doctor. She no. was literally his like I, I don't want to say sassy best friend, but like she literally would call him out on things. He was her sassy best friend. Yeah, like, yeah. A hundred percent. She was very much like uh very I don't know how to explain, like well, one, she was she was working class yeah. and in That episode, you you see how much she's, like... She's not... She doesn't have money. Her mom doesn't have... She lives with her mom. Her mom's kind of mean to her. Her mom is so ridiculous. We're not there
2: yet, but I I, I just... I I gotta keep it in the back of my head. Let's keep going, because I have some words
1: about... about, Jackie Tyler. Jackie Tyler. (laughs)
2: So, she, like has to go is she is she going to do the deposit? I think that's what it is she has to go into the basement she
1: has to bring the lottery money. that's what
2: it was yes so she goes downstairs and immediately ookie spooky time started. Yeah. And then all of the mannequins wake up. Oh my god. I Mo-
1: hate it. It's so
2: cursed. Markiplier could never watch.
1: <laughs> I mentioned this to my sister uh, that you see the real mannequins in the background and then you can tell which ones are people just wearing mannequin suits because yeah. suddenly the mannequins have real proportions. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're like, oh wow. A, a, a realistically shaped mannequin. I wonder who that could and be. And also, all of these mannequins that are sitting in the basement are just clothed for some Yes. Reason. <laughs> That's like, that would not happen. That stock that needs to be upstairs someone was having a little bit too much fun with those mannequins i
2: like to think that there's a there was a version where they weren't clothed and they just had these weird ass white and the bbc was
1: like you can't have naked
2: mannequins like just like full kendall like walking around i think that'd be so funny Um,
1: so immediately after that she meets the doctor yes and i think it's adorable that their first meeting was uh them holding hands basically like he grabs her hand and tells her to run because they hold hands a lot a lot i even in my notes i kept a tally of every time they hold hands really (laughs) i'm up to the first two episodes uh three three times that's so cute which is a lot for someone you've just met i just need to
2: say i will always have a special place in my heart for nine like i think he is so underrated they're
1: both they both have such like lower class working class energy that i think it was such a great introduction reintroduction to the yeah. doctor he's relatable he's both human and also like very alien yeah um but also his when you first when rose first meets meets him he's very like like hardened obviously he, yes. this is kind of coming off of the, this is like post-war lore. doctor yeah he's he's very traumatized yes PTSD, but doctor. Rose doesn't let him get away with anything, mm-hmm. which I think is a great introduction to them because, well, this is what we were talking about earlier. The entire episode is about Rose. Yes. It's called Rose. The night doctor barely shows up. He's not in it a lot. He's not in it. And because you're watching it as the viewer yeah. in her eyes of learning about this character that is an alien a
2: human is he just is he a terrorist is like, he an alien even... I just I need I need okay. I need to talk Jackie about Tyler
1: there's a man in my room
2: and I'm just in my night and Anything he's like happen
1: Ah, cool! (laughs) Like, immediate, immediate trying to hit on him. There's something so funny about the 2005 humor in this, because it's very much, it's a little misogynistic, the, like, mother-in-law. Oh, God, I mean, Jackie Tyler. But at the same time, the way Jackie is written, but at the same time, that's just how moms were in 2005, and it is also hilarious that, (laughs) just- I'm he's eating. standing in her
2: doorway, and she does the, like, closes her nightgown a little bit, but, like, not enough that it's really effective. Yeah. There's a
1: strange man in my room. Meanwhile, her teenage daughter is, like, traumatized. Anything
2: can happen, and he's like, nope, no. and then just leaves. Like, he was not having a second of it. Oh,
1: my God. Also,
2: like, the fact, okay, I just need to dissect this scene for a minute, because I'm losing my mind. Her 19-year-old daughter brings home a, by the looks of it, 40-something-year-old man who Who is this man?
1: Why well, is she bringing Jack, him uh, Rose says that he's t- come to talk to her about insurance or something. Yeah. Very vague. Very vague.
2: Rose has a boyfriend, so that should already be suspect. He's clearly not dressed like an insurance broker of any kind. So she just lets her 19-year-old daughter bring in this... 40 year old man man. (laughs) and then immediately for all she knows i don't think she's thought this far ahead for all she knows this is like rose's mistress basically whatever the male equivalent of a mistress is i don't
1: know
2: i don't know and then immediately hits on him for all you know this man has slept with your daughter and you're trying to get with him
1: (laughs) you know what jackie tyler she she gets around. She's something.
2: We love a sex positive woman. I respect it. It's
1: just the time a and place. <laughs> it's time and place,
2: ma'am. You gotta you gotta gauge what's going on. Um, oh, and can we talk about the fact that she does not hear what could potentially be her daughter being thrown about the living room <laughs> well, in some kind of context?
1: I mean, okay, you remember how loud machines are back then. She she turns on her her uh, hair dryer, I mean, it is so loud. I know, but like. You had to have heard something. I love the acting in that scene because Billy Piper, she is going for the Oscar. She's trying so hard, and especially when it's on her face, and yeah. she's like trying to pull it apart. But it's clearly her holding it on yeah. her face. It's so good. Yeah, when, when when the doctor's getting choked out, his face is so silly. Oh my god! And then he takes the arm and leaves. That's yeah. That, that's that's what it is. We have to talk about the Googling scene. Yes. When she types in doctor. It <laughs> just, like, you're like, oh, wow, I wonder what could have come up.
2: And then, what does she say? It's like doctor alien or something like she that? What types does she types in, in?
1: doctor living plastic, and then she that's types in blue box. Yes, that's because, what it was. Uh,
2: she sees the box and sees it disappear. Well, she doesn't see oh, it, does it actually she? disappear.
1: No, she doesn't see the... Wait, does she... she type in blue box? I think so. That, because that's what prompts her to find clive's website
2: oh yeah can we talk about the fact that she has to go to her boyfriend's house to use the internet yeah like i that is so funny to me no i th- I think she sees the box and then it's gone Well,
1: what happens is she she runs past it and you the viewer are like oh my god it's the tardis yeah but i don't think she sees it so wait what is she i, I literally just watched this episode it, i know it's, I'm, I'm she types in doctor or like doctor something and mm-hmm. comes to this website by a man named clive the icon who, the legend himself and she a 19 a year old girl decides to go to this man and grown it's funny man. Because, and they call it out too but the, it's funny because mickey is literally like this is in you can't do this like you shouldn't be going to this grown man's house and she's like it's fine it's like whatever uh is that why she ends up hanging out with a a man that's like three, four times her age? Like a thousand on. times her age. Oh my god.
2: No, I love that scene too because I think the it's either the son or the wife is like, you're a lot different than the ones that normally show up here, which implies that there's some like weird basement what?
1: dwellers that show up at Clyde's house. Is she shows up to the house, her his son is like one of your nutters is here. Yeah. His wife shows up and he's like, a girl? Here? Yeah. What? <laughs> Uh, and then they go into his creepy, uh, like, what was it? His It's his garage? shed. Yeah, yeah, his shed where he's got all these pictures and- My favorite scene. The Kennedy assassination. The Kennedy
2: assassination. <laughs> the implication that the doctor showed up to make sure that Kennedy got assassinated. <laughs>
1: because it's like the Kennedy assassination. Uh, he saved this family from going on that Titanic. Yeah. Something else happened and it's like- he saved these people's lives. He did not save Kennedy's life. He was the second. And he's year. just he's just in the background, like the <laughs> the poor photoshopping cracks me so up. Funny, he looks so out of place.
2: I like the doctor. Usually, his costume is like timeless enough.
1: Nah, She was like I, full on wearing leather jackets. He was not like,
2: yeah that was the thing. I love Nine's costume because like- It's it, very iconic. It's very iconic. It's different than the other yeah. two.
1: But it's like it's, it's it, 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 it really makes him stand yeah, out. That's it, the only thing. Out. My sister, when we were watching this episode the other day, she asked me how, uh how, how how he was able to be in all those pictures, and I'm like, Bestie, he's got a time machine. <laughs> and she forgot. She was like, oh yeah, I thought oh, he was no. just, like, like, living through all this time. I'm like, no, he's, he's got a time machine. A time machine. Uh, she forgot she- the <laughs> point of Doctor <laughs> <Yeah>. Who.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god, it was so funny. Uh... And then, I love that scene, just the, like, look, he's
2: in this newspaper, and you're like, oh, hi, Christopher Eccleston, what are you doing here?
1: It reminds me a lot of the, what we do in the shadows, where they just kind of photoshop yeah. their pictures onto the thing. Only
2: this was 2005, so the quality was significantly lower. The
1: quality in the, what we do in the shadows photoshopping is also not great. It's but not great, but it's definitely It's funny. Um, yeah, in my notes, I wrote, why was he at the Kennedy assassination with two question marks? And then immediately after that, I wrote, uh, Almayo, the Mickey plastic scene, which my sister was oh losing my her mind. Oh my god. Because- for- When he gets the- he- the CGI. <laughs> oh. So, while he's waiting for Rose, he hears something in, like, the garbage can. He's like, that's weird. First of all, it's probably just a raccoon. Yeah. Like, that's what I would have thought. <laughs> Me too. But also, it is following him. Like, it's getting yeah. closer. Oh yeah, it's, like, moving. And he's like, what the heck? So he opens it, nothing's in there. And then, when he <laughs> goes to move his hands away, it- But- <laughs> It's not that bad. It's still really bad. Compared to what's about to happen, it's not that bad. The thing that kills me is the this move. Yeah, movie yeah, yeah. Where he's pulling his hands away and, and it's like can, sticking to him. But
2: you can see that there's no tension there. Yeah, because he's just kind of moving. He's his just hands. kind of moving. There's no resistance. And then, like, when he turns around and it's like behind him, and you're like, bestie, did no one give you any mime training?
1: No. <laughs> and then he immediately gets eaten. And, and, then, and then it bursts. Oh. <laughs> Camp! <laughs> um, but, okay, so this is the part that I noticed upon rewatching. Rose gets back in the car, he's obviously plastic. Ken Mickey. He's got, he's, he looks like a Ken doll. He's got, like, a, he look, I think they- gave he, like, Lego hair. I think they, they gave him Lego hair, uh, the sharpest hairline, but I think they actually put, like, some kind of prosthetic on they him. They put, like, something on but him. But in the next scene, he's not wearing that. All no. he has is makeup. Yeah. That makes him look really shape, like, like, hard edges. <laughs> in shape. Um, and the fact that Rose couldn't tell is very telling. Yeah. Like Rose does not give a shit about this poor man. I like feels like I feel bad for Mickey, but also like they should just break up. Yeah. Um <laughs> They're just two like nineteen year olds that are probably have been dating since high school and haven't figured out how to break up and be I, themselves i realize I, I don't
2: know if this i i obviously am a fake fan and i haven't watched much past 11 mm. but um at the time i remember making this comment of uh the doctor has kissed every single one of his <laughs> companions except mickey he kissed rose he kissed jack he kissed donna uh martha um rory amy the fuck L- he kissed rory is so funny literally all of them mickey is the only one he didn't kiss
1: <laughs> i cannot remember past if he kissed clara he definitely did not kiss bill because she's a lesbian right yes uh but yeah up until i think amy and Roy, he had kissed every Every single one kiss kiss your homies on the lips except for mickey (laughs) he's not a homie so okay we haven't got to the end of the episode but when he's like he tells bros that She's invited to come and hang out with him. And he's like, not Mickey. No. Mickey's not allowed.
2: No. Uh, no, he shows up at the restaurant where Mickey and Rose are. And he's he offers them wine. And yes. Mickey's like, not now. And then he's like, grabs Rose's hand and is like, tell me where the doctor is.
1: And the doctor's he- like, wine. And i like, trying to like, force it out. This is where the CGI part comes in. Because he pops the, the cork, hits Mickey in the forehead. And, and does like, this like, weird, Bruh. and then he spits it out his mouth. It's awful. And then he beheads Mickey, and the and the people in that restaurant did not act appropriately. They, no,
2: it was. They were
1: confused, but they were not screaming. But I would so have his he head. He tears, tears the head off.
2: <laughs> so, and also Mickey's arms have now morphed into yes, like, can
1: paddles, plastic. Yeah, we paddle, which hands. makes sense. the The paddles make sense. What happens later with the bullets makes, that no, makes
2: no sense. No sense.
1: But, so, headless
2: Mickey is chasing them into this back alley. The doctor, yes, yes, this is when they go into the TARDIS yes, for the first time. the doctor's time. holding his decapitated head. Rose, What, what all Rose knows is, it, is her boyfriend. Yes, Rose goes into the TARDIS. We see the glorious view of the new
1: TARDIS. The disgusting red-green lighting. Yes. I made a
2: specific note about it's that. Rancid it's rancid, and I love it so much. She does the obligatory, like, goes in... Is shocked, goes out, looks at the TARDIS, pokes her head back in, pokes it out, starts feeling up the outside of the TARDIS, and then the whole time, Mickey is trying to kill them. Like, she's, like, having this moment of, like, oh my god, it's bigger on the inside. When there's a living mannequin trying to murder them, like, time and place. Priorities. Eventually they, she, like, goes back in, and the doctor has Mickey's plastic head on the dashboard of the TARDIS, and is trying to use it to
1: figure out where it comes from. This is the part that, that is both hilarious, and also, like, says a lot about his doctor, is that he doesn't care, because Rose, like, mentions specifically many times that she's gonna have to tell Mickey's family that he's dead, like, she's worried about Mickey. The doctor doesn't care at all, like, and then, when and it's like a co- comedic moment but like he he doesn't even think about Mickey's like the plastic Mickey head he it puts it on melts. the thing and it melts it and it melts. melts and Rose is like you're not even paying attention to Mickey now he's you're you just melted his head and then he's like what really it's it's
2: like <laughs> my mom accidentally left the toaster on the, the stove and it oh, turned no. on the wrong thing and it like melted the bottom of the toaster to our stovetop they he did that to Mickey's head he, he turned on the wrong burner on Mickey's head, and the goopy, like, generic sound effect of, like, Ugh. as it's, like, melting, and he's like, no, and then the doctor, then the TARDIS does its thing, yeah. and whooshes away. This, and then the, the scene
1: with the, uh... The eye. The eyes. Yeah.
2: It's so, so good.
1: Cool. And, like, fast-forwarding a little bit, because, like, the, the scene with the eye where Rose, like, points out... It's right there. Like, it
2: would be in the middle of a city, and it'd have to be giant and satellite shaped. And you're just like Doctor. Like please. the
1: Doctor is so he he's okay. He's in high intelligence, low. Uh, what's what's the like? He's got no, high, high, wisdom, high wisdom, low. low yeah, intelligence. yeah. He's, no, he's got high intelligence, low wisdom. Is that autistic Riz? <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's so hard about things, but not hard enough. He's and too wrote, literal. Yeah.
2: Yes, autistic he's got the autistic
1: and and Rose is is uh, is there to be like, dude, look behind you.
2: The baddie I pulled <laughs> with my autistic.
1: And then the the scene after this that happens is because uh, like you kind of are starting to feel how Rose and nine like interact like mm-hmm. rose challenges him a lot but also like helps him point out things that he doesn't think of and of course in this moment we get the first fantastic with his
2: yes. full mouth <laughs> smile i love nine
1: he's so he's, charming he's so like he's got this like undeniable darkness to him but yes. he's so like easy and he, he hates when people are annoying and i feel that is is it this episode or the second episode where we get the every planet has a
2: north, epi- like, line? I think
1: it's this one. It's while they're uh, walking after the they leave the build. Or no. It's after, yeah, I think it's after this moment when they're walking in and she's like, oh, we should call the cops. And he's like, what are they going to do? <laughs> and then she's like, so if you're an alien, why do you have, like, like a northern accent? And he's like, every, every planet's got a north. Every planet's got a north. I love that line. Um, What is... Uh, I just remember all the memes about his ears. Oh my god, yeah. Well, because he, for Beers. some reason, at, this is the first time he looks at himself in the mirror, and you don't really know how long it's been since he regenerated. Yeah. But he's like, "Dang, I've got big ears!" Like, <laughs> I do like. Oh, it's it's when he's in the
2: apartment that he comments yes. on the ears. I do love the idea that like the doctor, because he's clearly been around for a while, he just because he's been time traveling, yeah. and because you know we saw him at the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> so that implies that he's been so busy making sure that JFK got
1: shot that he didn't look in the mirror at any point. Does the (laughs) TARDIS not have mirrors? Oh, yeah, so they go into the, um... The sewers. They, they go there, yeah, they, and the TARDIS is in there, and they find the terrible <laughs> CGI plastic, And like, Mickey just chained to a fence. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, Mickey's alive, but for some reason, the other guy wasn't, like, the guy in the beginning isn't yeah. alive. It's whatever. It's weird.
2: Um, Mickey is the only one they scripted but in,
1: Mickey, so... <laughs> but Mickey, the entire time, he's, like, crying. He's, like, holding onto Rose. Oh, my God. And when the doctor's, like captured, and he's got, like, the anti-plastic whatever, and the Which doctor's, is like... is one of the funniest things it's I've so- ever heard. This little blue vial of, like, glow stick fluid, and they're like, it's anti-plastic. You're like, what does that mean? It doesn't matter. It's science fiction. Yeah. Uh, and he's telling Rose to, like, get into the TARDIS and leave, because... Whatever, mm-hmm. and this is when the the murder spree happens when all the mannequins oh my come God, to life. Right, the mass Jacking. shooting via mannequin. Yeah, which is a scene that I feel like would not be okay to show no, now because like it's, it's horrifying. Actually, it's, like, it's very disturbing when you actually think about. It. Like if you remove the fact that in the context of modern, like two thousand twenty three. Yeah, with yeah. the like weird handguns. Which where do they get the bullets? It's a gr- they, they're plastic bullets. <laughs> But why? But they. But the, so they morphed the mechanism for a gun. Yeah. Into their why? Because I don't know. I don't, but Jackie I almost don't. beefs it in this episode, <laughs> please and please then please. Clive dies off screen in front of his wife and children, and it's it, it's kind of like. A terrifying scene, but, like, all you see is the gun, and then he's like, oh no, and then that's it. And you're like, oh my god, Clive, I'm so sorry. Clive got off-screen off in front of his
2: family, and we are just supposed to forget about him.
1: Yeah. And then they kind of, like, they- whatever. That just Clive, man. Just Clive, he had this whole website, and the doctor will never know him. I do love the idea that the the, the glass at this
2: mall is so weak that a karate chop from <laughs> plastic- Yeah. Like, just- absolutely shatters it just to shreds yeah and you're just like i feel like y'all need better glass like you you like slap that wrong and it's it's down for the count also the children mannequins are
1: the oh my god the children
2: mannequins are so funny they're like i just love the idea that they had to hire these kids to like put them in this plastic
1: suit well there's the the bit in from x files where they talk about um the aliens and how they're just kids in costumes because the kids have the most they do the best job of acting weird, yeah, <laughs> uh, and like being in costume like that. So I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's definitely not a scene that would exist today. No, because it's too too real. It's too real. But the scene that happens afterwards, the ending scene where like Rose has this triumphant moment, is probably one of my favorite scenes of Rose mm-hmm. because she like the doctors. He can't do anything. He's doesn't struggling. she make a joke about like seventh grade gymnastics or something she, like that? Yeah. So what happens is she. Uh, she's like mickey this scene goes on for way too long way too long but mickey and her are like kind of clutching the tardis because they don't know what to do and then rose who has kind of always been like this entire episode like a woman of action like she wants to do something she realizes this is her chance Mm -hmm. and she she mentioned i wish i wrote it down but she she says like uh she has no uh, whatever the british version of like uh Diploma. Yeah. GCSEs, I want to say. Yeah, should have I should have looked up the specifics I've seen. She has no A-level, she has no future, she has no job. Mm -hmm. Like, she literally realizes that she's not got nothing going for her. It's this moment of, like, what you realize how she thinks of herself.
2: Yeah.
1: But that she doesn't want to be that person. And she's like, but you know what I do have? I did gymnastics yeah, in grade seven or something. Which so relatable. And then she pulls the chain off and kicks the 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 guy, and, and the anti plastic goes saves into the... the doctor, and it's awesome.
2: It's it's honestly <laughs> such a good moment. And
1: then when when the doctor kind of grabs her while she's like swinging down, and they kind of hug, I'm like, this is. When I think the doctor like respected
2: her, yeah, and
1: realized like like she is a force of nature, yes. Um, and then yeah, the scene after that is when he's like, "You can come with me if you want." And then Mickey is just completely engulfing her legs. But what I love about this is that that Rose can tell this man is an alien. He is probably immortal. Like he's got a time machine, and she immediately is like, "You would have died without me." Yeah, like she knows her worth. She's man. got her arms crossed. She's like. I am the reason you I, I saved this. Like yeah. you did nothing. Yeah. And the doctor is like, Yeah. 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 Right. He literally is like, I, I wouldn't have survived without you. And that's why he's like, come with me. Feminist icon. And she's like, Oh, I got I gotta take care of Mickey. Mickey's like he's like, a dog. <sighs> oh my god. I feel and, so. Bad. Yeah, the doctor's like, Well, you're invited, he's not. And yeah. then she he leaves. Uh, and then he comes back. He's also like, it's So hi- it's also a time machine. And she's like, okay. Let's go. See you, Mickey. And it's,
2: like, there's a, it's it's that, like, I feel bad for Mickey because, like, he's got nothing going on. And, like, he, this is kind of jumping ahead, but I don't want to say Rose is
1: emotionally manipulating him, but there's some I, bad vibes. I just don't think that they were prepared for an adult relationship. No. But, like. But, yeah, she's also, like. Kind of being problematic. She is a little bit of a toxic Girlfriend. Yeah, I she has, like, gatekeep girl She laws. should have, like, left him. She should have properly broken up with him. Instead of, like, kind of... Break, especially since Mickey knows that later in with the Tent Doctor that they're, like, an item. And he's kind of... Well, I mean, they do break up. I mean, Eventually. They are just friends after a while. But he, sh- she probably should have... Let him go. Properly <laughs> let him go. But, like, at the same time, I'm
2: like, you know what? Don't let men hold you back. Yeah. You deserve better than
1: that. <laughs> I do think Mickey was an interesting character because it's, like especially since Rose kind of brings him along, it's almost like she doesn't want to give up this human part of her. Yeah. And then when Mickey finally, like, leaves and is like, hey, like, I'm never gonna be what you want me to be. Yeah. She realized, like, I think she fully goes into with the doctor and it's like, this is my life now. Alien fucker. She- I literally wrote my notes. Uh, Rose is immediately DTF for an alien. Hopefully. So, like, even if- Even if their first meeting wasn't, like, a sexual romantic, she was immediately like, you're an alien, Yeah, we're hanging out now. I just, like...
2: She is into him very quickly, and, like... Whether it's platonic, sexual relate, like romantic, romantic whatever she it is, immediately
1: is obsessed with him. And like,
2: I do love the idea that it's because um, she's actually into Dilfs, and like, that's like her problem is like it's just the fact that he looks like a middle-aged man that she's like really vibing with. That he's
1: kind of feral. He's got that autistic ring. He <laughs> <I> really do. <laughs> but it
2: just, it's just—it's so good. I, I I love I love their like dynamic right off the back. I love how sassy he is.
1: Yes. And I, I this is what I was thinking about especially since uh Christopher Eccleston recently in Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston recently mentioned that no other like I don't his doctor wouldn't have liked any other companion like Rose is his yes. companion.
2: Could you imagine Nine and
1: Donna? But that's what I was thinking. I think Donna is the only other character Yeah. and I don't think Nine would have liked Donna but I think he would, would have, have respected, respected her. Yes. Cuz Donna and and Rose both have this like lower class, like they don't really have a future, they don't really have any kind of job security. like they yeah. have no career or any they don't have a life. I
2: think the reason, just sorry to cut you off, I think yeah. the reason why people like us resonated so hard with Rose is she was us. Yeah. We were we had no idea where we were going with our life, especially looking at well the way wet the world went. Yeah. For all we know, we had no potential but then here's this completely ordinary, unspecial yes. person who is now one of the most special people in the universe. Like, yes, she was a perfect
1: audience surrogate without seeming like a Mary Sue. Yeah, like she, her and, her and Donna both. They both had that exactly moment where they're they're completely ordinary, but they get to be the hero. Yeah, and in their own way, they're not suddenly turned into this. I mean, Rose, you know, she's... she gets bad wolf. She but gets bad she almost wolfed, dies but... because of it. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating because
2: it feels. You know, like it. I think a lot of the companions, not all of them, but like at least in like the seasons that I watched, are very good feminist characters without forcing yes. it like obviously they are very flawed yeah
1: but like it, is, it was 2005 to yes 2008.
2: It, i'm not saying it's perfect by any stretch but like even the fact that martha chooses to leave yeah. like that is a bad bitch move well you know you deserve better than this ancient alien creature good for you yeah i, I wish that her entire character wasn't his rebound but it, that's the thing that i, I, I will well, get to if, martha if you but...
1: look at her like all of the companions so rose you have this like uh 19 year old working class, like, she doesn't, she's not, she's not special. No. Um, then you have Martha, who is in university to, to study to become a doctor. She has a future, mm-hmm. and she realizes that, and she's, like, kind of self-assured that she's going to have a future, but... The doctor basically was her problematic college boyfriend. Yeah. And then she realized
2: she deserved better than him, and then went and became but amazing. Even,
1: like, Martha was, uh, was she the first black companion? As far as... Not only that, but she was a black woman becoming a doctor, Mm -hmm. and Martha, the way she was written, it was a little problematic. It Um, was a little
2: black girlfriend-y.
1: Like like
2: the throwaway black love interest. But
1: they did use Martha as an opportunity to talk about the way in some of the historical episodes, the way Mm -hmm. that women, but also like she was also a character that could relate to minorities, uh, (laughs) to people that were like lower class and stuff. Like how Rose and Donna Whenever they see, like, a what when Rose sees in the next episode, uh, sees the plumber Mm -hmm. and talks to her, and then Donna immediately empathizes with the ood, Mm -hmm. like, they see people that are, um, what's the word? Like, they see the humanity in them, not the humanity, but like they can see that they're being, uh, used working class unite.
2: There, she was the first female black companion, so maybe there was a guy, I think there was, yeah. Let me, let me, in
1: classic who, but yeah, Martha's a great character. She gets overlooked. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think maybe she gets overlooked because she wasn't that kind of working class character, but I think her being a- Oh, no,
2: she was- Oh. Yes, she was the first black companion. Mm -hmm. So, Martha has been described in newspaper reports as, quote, the first ethnic minority companion in the 43-year television history wow. of Doctor Who. Martha's status as first black companion depends on whether you consider Mickey as a companion. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I would say no, not to disrespect. He was,
1: he was like a companion in some episodes, but he didn't really he have wasn't a the purpose. He wasn't, like, he, he, when people talk about companions,
2: yeah. you're not gonna talk about Mickey. Like, R- Rory is another one that kind of skirts that line. But he but does become a companion. Exactly. It, it sucks it's such awesome. I you, love Martha. The
1: is, though, it takes another ten years for uh, another black female companion. Yeah, which and is... And Bill only gets... only also gets one season. Yeah. And then, immediately after that, they... Um, this is, like, getting way ahead, but the 13th Doctor's companions are a... Uh, they're also 19 for some reason. It is a uh, 19-year-old black man and a um, Indian woman. Mm. And Yaz and Ryan are great. I think they're great. Uh, and then you also have their, uh, token old white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's also a great character. Uh, but yeah, like, man, Martha was great, Donna, and then... We'll get to Amy. I have
2: mixed feelings about yeah. Amy. I, I, I think, I think the thing with Amy, this is completely off-topic, if it wasn't Karen Gillum, Gilliam? Gillen? G- Karen, Gillen? Karen Gilliam? Yeah. If it wasn't Karen, that character would be a lot weaker. Oh, she she, she owns of, that yeah. role. She's amazing. I love her. I think they just couldn't decide whether she was supposed to be the- Rose or Donna? Yeah. <laughs> so they just smushed it together. Oh my god, I'm looking- but Yeah, at... the,
1: the the Russell T. Davis era. Is that his last name? Davis? Ru- Davies? Russell... Is it Davies or Davis? Let me look, because I'm blanking on the, it now. The ninth and 10th Doctor- companions are so, like... Russell. Specific, like, they are great audience surrogates while also being their own character. Russell T. Davies. Davies. I keep yeah. calling him Davis. No, I... I love the first episode.
2: Like, it was such a strong jumping-off point for the series. It was so
1: unhinged. It was... Not only was it a good jumping-off point for the series, but, like, to reboot a show and that be the first episode yeah. was... It was very bold because, obviously, people the old time fans were excited to see the doctor again and then you had these new fans that were excited to get into it but it starts with the companion yeah which i thought was really interesting
2: i i was looking at the again this is wikipedia so you know like take everything with a slight grain of salt but it looks like the Nestine consciousness was from classic who it was like from like a special
1: from the 70s there's a lot of references that i i'm like i know that someone will understand this and i'm like i know it's a reference to an old like episode from 30 years ago yeah i'm just gonna accept that i'll never know
2: well it's like I th- well that's like i think i will say the one thing about new who that is good for that is they're very good at bringing back classic things and then still explaining it mm-hmm. because like the Cybermen, the Daleks, like all of that kind of stuff. Where it's like, oh, if you're a fan of classic Who, you'll know who this is. But these we... are
1: also going to become their own characters. Yeah, like exactly.
2: Enjoy. Like it's 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 interesting. I I love the Tardis. Like that's yeah. it's it's such a like the inside is such an unhinged design.
1: And they did. They managed to fit in a lot of like explaining away the like the, like interesting little aspects of the Doctor that old fans would understand, but new mm-hmm. fans would be kind of confused. Like, why does the TARDIS look like a, police, a box. police box? And Rose even mentions that, and she's like, it doesn't fit. And he's like, it's in disguise. And she's like, it's twenty two thousand five. Like yeah. it doesn't fit here. I I love that. Like
2: that. I will say the one thing that makes me laugh. Looking back on like who and like thinking about like watching all of this stuff for the first time, you accept so much bullshit so quickly. Yeah. Like you're just so normalized to this box. You're like,
1: well, because they they explain it so casually. It's like, yeah, that's a fact that I'll understand. And then you realize later, like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Or just
2: the fact that it's called a TARDIS. Yeah. Like what kind of time and relative dimensions in space like what nerd hey <laughs>
1: <It> <laughs> no my sister my sister asked me what that meant i was like um, it actually means time and um, she's like okay go. or how about the
2: fact that TARDIS sounds like that because he won't take the parking brake off
1: <laughs> I wasn't that something that they added later, later? well because
2: when River flies the TARDIS yeah, he, she, she flies it like a thousand times smoother and she's like you gotta take the parking brake off Thomas. my favorite thing about that fact is the doctor is so stubborn that even though she reminded him that the parking brake is on the TARDIS continues to make that noise implying that he put it back on It's like just it's to like, spite her
1: it's like when or like when you put a card in to your bike wheel to make the funny yeah. noise. Like he's—that's literally that. That's, that's so unhinged. I think what I think the TARDIS, the sonic screwdriver, and then the mm, the psychic papers next episode. Oh yeah, those are like the two things they were like. This is what you need to know. Yeah, they don't actually explain the sonic screwdriver in the first episode, no. which is interesting because me watching it again, I already know what the sonic screwdriver. Could is. you imagine
2: just seeing him whip out this thing and it goes,
1: <laughs> and then like, that's okay. it.
2: That's the end of the conversation. Oh, sure. You're like, okay. I
1: think. Nine sonic screwdriver is a lot easier to understand because it looks like a- like a pen. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so that does something. If you went and watched, like I did, the 11th Doctor, and he pulls out the- his insane sonic screwdriver yes. and you're like, what in the world is that? <laughs> That's oh a little bit harder to explain. <laughs> I think we should- I
0: think we okay. need to stop
1: talking! I hope you enjoy listening to us <laughs> go from topic to topic. 20 up, 20 years of who? Just- getting completely dist- we should call it distractible doctor who distractible <laughs> man i wonder if there's
2: a, a an award-winning podcast <laughs> we just plug distractible on our own podcast it's, it's gonna happen oh my god We're, well i already mentioned markiplier with the
1: mannequin oh my god next time on <laughs> blue box banter it's the end of time <laughs> rose and nine go on their first date the heat death of earth and they listen to britney's <laughs> and and uh and um tainted love tainted love oh my god the the memest episode to ever exist of Doctor oh my Moon. god it really i is. wrote down every single meme that happened i mean got traditional black ballad ballad toxic tainted love playing moisturize me bitchy trampoline <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to this very first episode of Blue Box Banter. You can find us on Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube under the username Blue Box Banter Podcast. New episodes release Fridays on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Thanks again for listening, and have a fantastic day.